At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's happening, people? Welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke Five. You can follow me along on Twitter. We are here broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook in Des Plaines, Illinois, per usual, with a solid show lined up per usual here on Vison the Sports Betting Network at Vison Live for Vison on the tweets to get more content throughout the day consistently. And speaking of content, well, let me tell you what we got dialed up for. For tonight, folks, in 15 minutes, how about we take it out to the West Coast? Fellow CityCast host Danielle Alvari will be touching on all things Los Angeles in terms of baseball tonight. And then furthermore, with Danielle, like we said last week when we had her on, she is still continuing to crush betting the WNBA. So we'll see what top plays she has on the hardwood for the women. That will be in 15 minutes. Then 30 minutes from now, we'll get into all the action on the diamond. Paul Spore, writer, podcaster over at Fangraphs, my favorite site to use in terms of getting all the analytics and statistics for baseball. Paul is the man over there, and we'll get some of his plays for the games tonight. And like we always try to do, if we have some extra time, we'll squeeze in some futures bets or any team or player he says to keep an eye out for. So again, that will be in 30 minutes. Then 45 minutes from now, we are getting to that slower time of the summer where we're going to inch in into discussing some off-season NFL stuff and just awards and futures and everything surrounding the National Football League. So we'll spend some time talking about Coach of the Year. I love this type of award. This one and Comeback Player of the Year Award I think are really two fascinating spots to look at because you kind of got a little angle with the narrative. You have a good idea of who may be the top contenders. And I really just think it's a really fun conversation to have despite being pretty far out. I think there's some good value with a couple candidates. So we'll save that for the end of the show. As for how we're going to kick things off here, let's get into my best bets for tonight. We've got two in baseball this evening and one revolving our hometown team being the Cubbies. So let's jump into it. Time for Danny's Dimes here on Rush Hour, where I tell you what I am playing for my official bets of the night. We take it out to Pittsburgh. Like we said, we're getting involved in that Cubs and Pirates game. And uh, we should have got involved in the Pirates last night. Man, 12-1. to 1. 
they just absolutely dominated against Caleb Killian. Doesn't look like a guy you want to invest in in terms of the betting landscape, but maybe we can invest in one of these pitchers tonight. So when I was looking over this on the Chicago City cast earlier today, this game immediately caught my attention because for the Cubs, you got another young pitcher who they're trying to test out here because practically everybody's injured on the starting rotation for the Cubs. So they're throwing out Matt Swarmer. The righty has not really been too successful thus far as a cub. I mean, he's one and two. But he's got an ERA of 5.23, a whip of 1.26. We talk about home run to fly ball ratio all the time. And remember, 10% is the average number. He is at 30%, folks. Against the Yankees in his lone road start this season, he gave up six earned runs. All of those were home runs. That's right. Six home runs he gave up, which tied a franchise record. Uh, he's got a FIP of 8.74 and a Sierra of 4.51. So, look, Swarmer certainly has not been a reliable pitcher for the Cubs, and the team in general as of late have not been reliable. So, yeah, I'm not probably looking to go on the side of Swarmer in this game. And, well, really, neither is the betting market because this game opened up at minus 135 at Bet Rivers, and now it's up to minus 155. And a lot of that not only could be a fate of Matt Swarmer, but putting more stock into the Pirates pitcher, Ron Z. Contreras. The righties, one and one, with some solid, respectable stats. He's got an ERA of 3.06. He's got a FIP of 387, a whip of 1.30, which is league average right on the dot, and a skill interactive ERA of 3.67. And guess what? At home at PNC, the man has been crushing it. He's pitched 13.2 innings, has, has not allowed a run. I mean, he's got a 0.00 ERA, so he has been rock solid at his home ballpark. And he's got a 1.59 FIP, so even though he hasn't given up anything, the expectation of what he should have been doing or could be doing still isn't that high. So maybe Contreras is a guy that you can back in this game. Now, he has only seen the Cubs once, and it was last year in September. And in that game, he pitched three scoreless innings, struck out four. So look, I think you put some faith in Contreras in this spot. The market certainly has. And I was thinking the same thing on the city cast, and I'm still thinking the same thing now. So I played the Pirates on the money line here. I get it. You're going to hate me, hurl things at the TV because I'm fading the Cubs. But how can you trust them? And how can you trust Matt Swarmer right now? And you're actually getting somewhat of a decent pitcher on the side of Pittsburgh. And you look at the Cubs and how they've done at PNC this year, nothing too great. I mean, they got a 669 OPS, and they got a 91 WRC+. Now, I understand the Pirates' batting splits aren't anything to write home about, but at home, they do get a little bit of a boost. And you saw that yesterday, and I'm thinking maybe not 12 runs, but something around that region where just the Pirates get out early in front and maintain that lead could happen again. And especially because you're also going to realistically see this Cubs bullpen earlier than later, and the Cubs bullpen have has the second highest ERA in the majors, 4.78, and they got a collective whip in the bullpen of 1.36. Pirates bullpen ain't anything too great, but it's not as bad as the Cubs. The Pirates have a bullpen ERA of 4.14 and a whip of 133. I would entertain the run line. I did take a little piece of it at plus 140 because of that value earlier today and because the line was actually a lot higher when we were first discussing it in terms of the money line. But I'm going to dish out the money line as my official play here, minus a buck 55, where you could get it at Bet Rivers. So I get it. It's expensive, and to lay that high of a price with a team like Pittsburgh is a tall order. So if you're in that type of category, I absolutely think the run line is still a great look. But I've kind of gotten screwed a couple times on the run line this season and the Pirates and Cubs have played close games in the past and same with these starting pitchers so just for that added security I'm gonna lay the money line here minus 155 again I did dabble with the run line but uh, more more investment here with the money line for the Pirates but that'll be my first play tonight the other play I got let's take it to Cincinnati how about the Reds and the Dodgers we got our guy Tony Gonsolin and I say our guy because we snagged him on a flyer to win NL Cy Young we got him taking the bump against Tyler Molly now Gonsolin has still been an absolute stud up to this point in the season he's 8-0 1.42 ERA 3-1-0 on his FIP he's got a whip of 0.82 Sierra at 372 and on the road you may think ah oh, maybe that's where he struggles a little bit Ah, he's got a 3.31 FIP on the road, and he has faced Cincinnati already this year. He went four innings pitched, allowed three hits, no earned runs, 
Racked up only two strikeouts, but the Dodgers did manage to win that game 3-1. to one. And on the side of Tyler Molly, he also has faced his opponent tonight once this year, that being the Dodgers and out on the West Coast in L.A. He only went 3.2 innings pitched. Molly allowed seven hits, seven earned runs against the Dodgers, and L.A. won that game 9-1. to one. Now, since then, Molly's numbers have been settling out fairly well. He's 2-5 with a 4.46 ERA. That doesn't sound pretty. I get it. Doesn't help when you're on the Reds. But he's got a FIP of 3.29, a Sierra of 3.69. But he is liable to giving up a lot of runs at a hitter's ballpark at home where he's got an ERA of 5.01 and a FIP of 3.90. But still, respectable numbers out of Molly. Maybe not that much of a respectable club in Cincinnati to where you would want to bet them in the spot against a NL Cy Young hopeful candidate in Tony Gonsolin. And Molly had a tremendous outing in his last start. At Arizona, he went nine innings pitched, allowed three hits and no earned runs. Now, you give him all the credit in the world for doing that, but a lot of times when guys have either been close to throwing a no-hitter, threw a no-hitter, or you know had a long shutout, complete game, oh, that game went to extras, but you get my point. When they go deep, even though it's a great start, sometimes they struggle out of the gate in the next start because they're still a little store, uh, sore, still a little rusty. We've seen that been impactful in the past, and we've already seen Molly get rocked by this Dodgers offense once, I'm going to put faith in Tony Gonsolin here in a team that I think should be priced a little bit higher because the Dodgers are absolutely crushing righties this year. They got a 115 WRC plus, 332 Woba, 294 Babbitt, and a 757 OPS against righties. Whereas the Reds overall versus righties, not the same. I mean, 677 OPS, 86 WRC plus, 300 flat with their Woba. And you also have to recognize that Cincinnati's bullpen has the worst ERA in the big leagues, 5.06, and a terrible whip of 1.45. You get the Dodgers with an ERA in their bullpen at 341 and a whip of 1.15. So, again, you're seeing a steep price here with Los Angeles. If you shop around, you can get it in the 160s, the last I checked. At Bet Rivers right now, it's minus 177. And to be honest, the market has actually gone toward the Reds here. It is a hitter's ballpark, and maybe they're expecting some regression out of Gonsolin or putting some stock in the fact that Molly's numbers aren't too bad. But I look at this more so as a better bargain type of deal with the Dodgers. I think they should be priced around minus 185 or minus 190 in this game. And I was able to, uh, able to snag minus 169 here. So again... You have had the market go against the Dodgers, but Tony Gonsolin on their bump, their best pitcher up to this point. I know you're missing Mookie Betts, but you still got studs all around that lineup, and this ballpark will offer plenty of runs. So I'm going to give the nod to the better starting pitcher in my mind, which is Tony Gonsolin, the better offense and the better team in Los Angeles, and I was willing to lay minus a buck 69 with them. Now, again, same type of conversation. If you don't want to lay that much, you could opt into the run line here, Minus one and a half for the Dodgers. And at Bet Rivers, minus 110 is the price. So you could absolutely consider doing that. Don't hate that approach either. But that's my second play that I'm adding to the slate tonight. Going Dodgers on the money line, minus 169. And then alongside the Dodgers, we're fading the Cubbies tonight. Going with the Pirates, minus 155. Those are our two official plays tonight in baseball. Best of luck if you tail. Should be a fun night throughout baseball. At least we're hoping so. And uh, we're going to talk more about it with Paul Spore, remember, over at Fangraphs. He'll be hopping on in about 20 minutes or so to give us his top picks in terms of baseball tonight. In between that, though, coming up next, we're going to welcome on host of the Los Angeles City cast, Danielle Alvari. We'll talk L.A. baseball with her, and we'll talk plenty of WNBA. So stick around. That's happening next right here on VSIP, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, 
Oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion that focus on your local teams, remember that Bet Rivers has you covered. Because Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city casts wherever you get your podcasts available. And you'll be set up with multiple episodes a week and great local sports betting content. Alrighty, welcome back into Rush Hour. Again, I'm Danny Burke, your host, live here in the Windy City, but we're going to take it out to the West Coast. And, well, speaking of the City Cast, we are lucky enough to welcome on host of the Los Angeles City Cast, Danielle Elvari. And you could follow her on Twitter at Danielle Elvari. And, Danielle, this works out perfectly because I was just hyping up uh, the Dodgers in this last segment. I took a flyer on them. Well, not really a flyer. I mean, they're the favorite, but you get what I mean. I, I <laughs> took a say. bet on them tonight <laughs> against the Reds. And, I, you know, the market's kind of moving against them here, Danielle, but Gonsolin's been on fire, and I think it's kind of a bargain on the price you're getting, so to speak, depending on where you get it. But uh, I like the Dodgers tonight. What are you thinking about this game? I absolutely agree with you. And I even like venture to the run line, of course, which is something I don't love to play in the MLB in general. But again, the Dodgers are the exception to the rule because we know how much money Mm -hmm. they spend on, you know, their entire staff, if you will. Uh, Tony Gonsolin, it's pretty hard to disagree with this guy, right? I mean, he's 8-0 in his win-loss record, 0.82 on the whip. So if there's a pitcher that I trust on the Dodgers right now, it's Tony. And that's saying something because they've been a little bit wishy-washy. I think they've only gone seven and nine in June. So the Dodgers just not being as dominant as they need to be for that exact reason, though, I'd rather still grab them run line than money line just because we get a little bit better value. Even though I think you're right. It is a little bit of a steal to see their money line under anything under 200 is like, wow, what a steal on the Dodgers. So that's just kind of where we're at at this point. But I do think it's interesting that they've kept Max Muncie in his spot in the lineup as well. I'm interested to see if they switch that up at all, because I know he's been just not himself is what I'll say. It's not like I think that Max Muncie is not hitting well. He's still Max Muncie, but I do think that getting him out of that position would be an interesting switch up for them, even putting Cody Bellinger in or something like that, especially when they're missing somebody like Mookie Betts. So I do think that they're, is some personnel moves that could be made to the Dodgers to make them a little bit more dominant, especially on the offensive side of things. They've been stranding so many people on base, so it'd be nice if they can get that under control. But as far as the pitching matchup goes, I definitely lean Gonsolin here. 
All right, I like it, Danielle. You and I are on the same page there. Uh, I did not get involved with this other L.A. team. They they punished <laughs> me last night. It, it was a close game, and then uh, Cindergaard just kind of let things go. And, you know, the Angels did Angels things late in the game, and they lost to Bubich and the Royals. And, well, tonight they come back as a big favorite, minus 167. We see Kansas City plus 143 with this total at nine in the hook. Any feel for this game? Uh, last I checked, Detmers was still taking the bump. And, man, since it's no-hitter, He's been a tough guy to trust, it seems. Yeah, but as you said, the Angels have been so wishy-washy, and it's not good if you're giving a, a pitcher his first win of the season, I believe, against Bubich. And it's just, <laughs> it's really it's really tough to bet on this Angels team for that exact reason. They're so wishy-washy, and it doesn't even get better for them whether they're on the home or on the road, and their bullpen is just so unpredictable. If anything, I look to overs for these games, but when I look at this matchup, I just think that the Angels are going through a really, really tough stretch of games, and that's what we kind of saw on their schedule leading into this series, especially coming out of playing the Dodgers. So I don't think things are going to ease up on them necessarily anytime soon. Um, it's unfortunate because we talk about how they have these MVP caliber players on their team, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, and still don't have enough to lean on in terms of that firepower. I also thought it was interesting you brought up um, – Syndergaard, because there was a funny tweet by one of the Angels beat reporters yesterday that he notoriously hates the wave, which I did not know this. And uh, <laughs> there was a there was a wave trying to make its way around Angel Stadium, apparently. So they didn't get the message that Syndergaard hates that. So they definitely didn't help him out yesterday. Yeah, I guess I uh, forgot to factor that into my handicapping, but now we know, right? You know, if, if we know there's going to be a, a preconceived wave. wave, yeah, yeah, then we'll avoid betting Cindergarter. If you want to fade him, just get whatever ballpark he's at to do that, and then uh, we'll hopefully be able to That's cash a live it on bet that. scenario. Yeah. Yes, exactly. If you catch that on TV, make sure you're betting against Cindergard. See, that's the kind of information that Danielle dishes out here. That's why we bring her out. <laughs> no, I love it. That's hilarious. But uh, Danielle, look, uh, let's get to your bread and butter, which is betting the WNBA. Again, like last week, we were saying how well you've been doing, and we love getting your perspective for it because we don't really go in on it too much. I mean, I'm not the biggest follower of WNBA. I'm kind of still fully invested in hockey and baseball right now, so I like to get your expertise on it and we got a solid slate tonight. So we can jump into it right away with some games that are going to tip off, or at least one game that's going to tip off at the top of the hour, and that being the Wings and the Dreams. So Dallas is laying four on the road here. Total seems like, you know, I, it seems like there was a little bit of movement, but now it's kind of steadied out at about 163.5 money line for Dallas, minus 177, plus 143 for Atlanta. Did you get involved for this matchup tonight? Yeah, Wings and Dream, I went over on this one. So I got it yesterday, and it's funny because I'm the laziest better in terms of betting really late sometimes. I'm late. I don't always get closing line value, but you can't really do that in the WNBA. It will punish you. And so this is one of those games where I wanted to make sure I get I got in on the over early, so I grabbed 163.5. I see it up to 164.5 in some spots. But there's another total on this board, too, that moved five points since I grabbed that one. So this is definitely a situation with the WNBA where as soon as the lines are out, if you see something you like and it seems too good to be true, you have to grab it. So I am on the over for this Wings and Dreams game. The Wings are an incredibly fast-paced team. They love to shoot the three ball and Atlanta is going to have a lot of people out with injury and a lot of their defense is going to be affected by that. If you look at the standings, Atlanta's defense is a top in the league, really, but they lose nearly every game. So they just don't have the talent to close it out on the offensive side of things. With players out, their defense is actually struggling. So I think we're going to see a really high scoring game here. And would that kind of lead you then to just leaning toward Dallas winning this game? But is it a scenario where you just maybe don't feel too comfortable going all in on them from that side of things? Yeah, Dallas is a little wily. They're a team that I love when they're getting points because uh, give me any amount of points with the wings, especially on the road. They particularly play well on the road for whatever reason that is. Uh, but it was hard for me yesterday. This was at four and a half. I wanted to lay it. And then news came out about the dream missing a couple more players and it looked even better. But we're still seeing a three and a half. So it looks a little bit fishy to me and I'm just staying away from that. But I would lean wings here. All right, well, Danielle, let's talk about our hometown team here in Chicago being the Sky. And uh, not a lot of hope, it seems, for them tonight against the Las Vegas Aces. The Sky are catching eight points tonight. This total, a higher one at 175 and a half. What are we thinking yeah. for this one? Well, the Sky are getting a tough break right now because they had a tough couple games. Candace Parker's been out for two games, but she's coming back tonight. So I think people aren't maybe not factoring that in as much because they didn't look as solid. Uh, they, I mean almost lost to the dream in overtime the other day. So I can understand people's apprehension with this team, but it seems 
inappropriate to give the defending champs eight and a half points, even against this Aces team. Uh, I actually grabbed eight yesterday. So if you find eight and a half, absolutely think you can grab that. But I do think that unfortunately, because the Aces offense is as strong as it is, you might be able to get an even better game uh, number live. I didn't want to miss the eight. So I did go in on it a little bit. I'd like to put more on something in game or even um, Aces money line if it's a close game or if I can get Sky in the double digits, something like that would be really interesting. And I think you might be able to see that just because the Aces play so fast and the Sky actually play a little bit opposite. They don't really play that fast. Their defense is kind of what they rely on. Both teams have offense and defense, but I would say the Sky's defense is stronger. The Aces offense is stronger, but the Aces don't have the depth to keep up with the Sky. The Sky actually have more players and points coming off of the bench. That's what we've seen in this matchup before. So I took the points with the Sky. I think they're going to make this a close one. And I, they're both coming off of games that shouldn't have been close. And so they're going to both be a little bit fired up for this. All right. That's what we like to hear out here, Danielle. Uh, late game, 9 p.m. Central Time, Minnesota and Phoenix. The Lynx catching five in the hook on the road. This total at about 168 in the hook. Uh, do we think catching five and a half is a good spot for the Lynx or do the Mercury deserve to be laying that spot? The Lynx played the game of their life two days ago, and so that's why you're seeing them even remotely close in this situation. But the Mercury have been struggling a lot this season. They basically win games with grit, with heart. Like, they're not really in always. So they're very hard to lay points with. If anything, I threw them in a money line parlay, so I have them with the Mystics, the Aces, and then, of course... Um, of course, the Mercury in that Moneyline parlay, it only pays out at like plus 180 or something like that. But that was the only thing I was comfortable taking in this game because the Lynx are just not a consistent, strong team right now. They don't have the leadership for it. The game that I'm more interested in that I'm, I'm sure you're going to ask me about next is the Mystics and the Sparks. The play that I absolutely loved on this board was under 163 and a half. And now you're seeing 162s, etc. Um, so... If you can grab that, I absolutely would do that because the Mystics are incredible at slowing down players. The Sparks offense is just non-existent, unfortunately. They haven't covered a spread in God knows how long. They're on a really tough stretch of games here against some pretty tough teams, and they obviously had that change of manage management at their head coaching position. So it's going to be an undery-looking game here unless the Sparks shoot the lights out, which I don't see that happening for them, unfortunately, for me. And, th and then so you like the Mystics outright in that game as well? Yeah, I like that this is at two and a half. I think this shifted a little bit. I'm thinking about going in on this two and a half right now, actually. Oh, all righty. I might have to follow you on that one, especially the under. I like it. Well, no Elena Deladon, though. You. Oh, okay. All right. Keep There's the mind. cats there. I get it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, hey, Danielle, I like all the approaches to the WNBA. Got to get uh, going in it more often here. So we appreciate you making some time to dish out all your valuable info. Keep up the great work and uh, look forward to your city cast this week. Thanks so much, Jenny. You got it. Danielle Alvari, folks, follow her on Twitter at Danielle Alvari. We'll switch gears back to baseball with Paul Sporer next here on Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbook invites you to add some variety to your baseball bets with new same-game parlays. Every game this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect combination. Whether you're looking to increase your payouts on favorites or to make your own long shot, you can add a little extra spice to your same-game parlays at Bet Rivers. So go to the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app or BetRivers.com and make your baseball same-game parlays today. Well, perfect segue into this next segment here on Rush Hour because we're here to talk some more baseball. I'm Danny Burke, your host, by the way. But we're going to be joined by our guy Paul Sporer over at Fangraphs. You can catch him on Twitter at Spore writer, podcaster, all the best info for everything baseball. He and the whole team has got you covered. And, Paul, man, it's a pretty hefty slate tonight and a very good matchup. Well, we're assuming probably a good matchup in terms of the pitching, I suppose. To begin with, with the White Sox and Blue Jays here, Chicago picking things up a little bit as of late. That's what uh, the Southsiders like to see here in our neck of the woods. And, look, you got Gossman, you got Cease, and Toronto originally opened up as a sizable favorite, but it seems like the market's going a little bit toward the White Sox. Chicago now plus 114. This total's at about 9. Uh, did you see any angle worth playing for this matchup? 
Yeah, I, I like the White Sox here. You know, I saw it at 115, 114 obviously still works. Anytime you can bet on Cease as a home dog, I think that's kind of a kind of a slam dunk there. The Jays are obviously good. So is Gosman. I'm not I'm not overly concerned about his last four starts. 6.35 ERA with 28 hits, 15 strikeouts in those 17 innings. He is running a 4.29 BABIP. I do think Gosman will be fine, but again, Cease is too good to be a home dog. I think. And as such, I'm going to jump on that with the uh, with the White Sox. Yeah, you know, I backed Cease, uh, I think it was against your Tigers the last outing in the first five. So apologies for that. But it did come through. So, you know, we were happy to see that a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, Paul, with, with Dylan Cease, we have seen him just have some terrible outings. I mean, there's been two mm-hmm. specifically against the Yankees and against the Red Sox. And I was saying it on the other podcast I do, the Chicago City Cast. It's uncanny how he gets all these runs, but they're never earned runs, right? I think he's the king of doing that. He should teach a master class on it. <laughs> but, you know, when it comes to Dylan Seeds, what do you think can be attributed to some of these starts where he just gets exposed? What What is the reason for that? I mean, a lot of it is just the, the inability to necessarily command his stuff consistently. And part of it is just the nastiness of it, which... Hey, that's a, that's almost a good problem to have. That your stuff is almost too good. That reining it in can be difficult. Think about the Yankees game where he, he gave up the six earned in four innings. He had eleven strikeouts, yeah. but he gave up two homers. You know, and that's the volatility of command. When the pitch is nasty and where he wants it to be, they're striking out. But when he misses, it's flat, hittable, and gone. So that's kind of the issue with Cease is ironing out that command. And the only way he's going to get to be that kind of you know, full on ace, which many believe he can kind of morph into in these coming years is if that command is refined. We've seen it before from young pitchers. It would not be surprising. He has the stuff. He has the mentality to make it through, you know, six, seven innings in starts. If the walks and the the home run rate can be in check and it's been pretty good this year, but when he's been beaten, it's been via the home run for cease. If he gets that in check, he's ready to go as an ace. All right. That's what we like to hear in Chicago. But uh, let's take it out now to Texas, Paul, where we got the Rangers and the Phillies uh, looking like we got Gibson and Perez both taking the bump respectively for their squads in Texas. Minus 130 favorite in this game. Totals at eight. Is there a approach you're looking maybe at the beginning stages of this spot? Yeah, I'm looking at the first five there at the very least. And I know that's essentially going right at Martin Perez, but that's what I'm going to be doing pretty much the rest of the year because I mean, this will come back to the pack with Martin Perez. He's not hes not doing nothing to contribute to it. I know it's a little bit of a double negative there. He is, you know, pitching very well and getting the most out of his profile. But this is not the kind of pitcher that he is. What's he got, a 210 ERA? I mean, come on. Uh, there are some underlying metrics that are running well, uh, and the ground ball rate is up. So, you know, keeping the ball out of the air, which has helped limit his homers. But I don't think it's enough. And I, I still don't really believe in Martin Perez. So I'm going to find ways to go against him every fifth day as this eventually regresses. And I think this way is pretty nice here with uh, w- with the Phillies, who can definitely hit. And one of their best pitchers is Kyle Gibson. So we'll take him against his old squad there as a uh, road dog going back to Texas. Okay, well, let's take things a little bit more north. We got the Twins taking on the Guardians. Cleveland catching some money here, plus 138. You're laying it with Minnesota now at Bet Rivers up to minus a buck 75. Higher total at nine in the hook, shaded to the under, minus a buck 20. Uh, do we think Minnesota deserves to be this big of a favorite in this game? I, I really don't. That's what really surprised me. I instantly thought Jose Ramirez had to be out of the lineup. I went and checked, confirmed lineup. He's in it. So. Uh, that put me right on the Guardians there at plus 138. They've been playing well. It hasn't just been Ramirez and eight idiots the way the offense kind of was last year. They've got some guys playing well that, that are supporting him. We know their pitching's always strong. Savali has not been that strong, so I get that. But Savali and Joe Ryan, they cut a similar figure. I'm actually a big fan of both, to be honest. And Ryan's pitching the best of what that profile can do. And Savali, to this point, has pitched the worst of what that profile can do. But he's coming off the IL, hopefully healthy, ready to go. I'm going to take the Guardians here. I think they're too big of a road dog in this divisional matchup. Okay, awesome. Well, hey, Paul, we still got some time to go here, and I always like to spend a little bit kind of looking into the future of Major League Baseball in terms of just futures bets and what have you. But, you know, I got asked this question uh, by Mike Palm last week, and I thought it would be interesting to pose to yourself. He said something along the lines of, 
at the end of this season, you know, getting closer to the end of August, September, right around that region, if there's a team right now that's not in the playoff picture, what team or teams do you think can maybe be sneaking up into it by that point at the end of the year that may be worth some value to bet on right now to make the playoffs? That's a that's a really difficult question because I feel like it is a haves, have-nots kind of cutoff where there is that drop in class from Philly to Arizona, if you're looking at the wild card, which has San Diego, Atlanta, the Giants, Cardinals, Phillies, and then you drip down, jump down to the Diamondbacks, Rockies, Marlins. I think the Marlins are the team I would say there in the National League because yeah. they have a plus run differential. They've got the great pitching. If they can find some hitting sparks, some guys get going. Jorge Soler goes on one of his massive runs, and then uh, you know Jesus Aguilar is going crazy. Garrett Cooper's a good hitter if he can stay healthy. Jesus Sanchez, you know they've got some pieces. Obviously, Jazz Chisholm is already a stud, so if he stays hot too, if the offense can get going in the right direction, they could be something. In the American League, I'm just not sure I really see it unless you would count the Angels, but I, I still see them as fringe content. Like, actually, I see them as re regular contenders. They're only five out, and so are the Rangers. So I, those two teams would maybe qualify for this, but at five games out, they're kind of in it. So I think you have to look more at like Baltimore, Seattle, Detroit, KC, and Oakland. And the only one I could get close there is Seattle just because they're a little bit further along in their window, as we saw last year but they've played pretty poorly and they ran that hot one run record last year. So that would be the only team. But I, as you can tell, I do not feel very confident about it. If you want a team off the board right now, it's Miami that can maybe catch some summer fire with their offense to go with their wonderful pitching. Well, it's funny you say those are the two teams that I really uh, threw out there. It was uh, Miami in the National League and then Seattle in the American Perfect. League. And, and I feel like Seattle's just been kind of on this disappointing track, right? I mean, the, mm -hmm. the expectations for them were to make the playoffs. What do you kind of attribute that with the Mariners up to this point? And are they going to turn it around? Maybe at least not to the extent of making the postseason to where you're guaranteeing that right now, but to where we mm -hmm. can see more consistency out of them. No, they, they really could. And kind of as I'm looking at the roster more, I, I do like them on a bit more of a par with, with for, uh, I almost said Florida, with Miami in terms of this kind of upstart bet, because this is a good roster. Uh, it is better than those other teams that they're kind of associated with. Robbie Ray's been pitching a lot better lately. I'm not a huge Robbie Ray guy, but he doesn't even have to be the ace. They have Gilbert who can be the ace. They have Kirby who looks pretty nice. We know Flexen and Gonzalez can get on runs. They're contact guys, though. They need to kind of keep the contact in check so they can be volatile. But they've got five that they can run out there. they got a deep bullpen. It really comes down to the hitting for them. And like I said, we all knew last year that one-run record was hot. And if they didn't do something to kind of combat that regressing, they were going to hit a hard regression. So they're 10 under, but they have enough talent to rally. So, again, I, I would actually put them on a closer par with Miami there after originally thinking that I didn't like them quite as much. But those those would be the two sneak teams for sure, Miami and Seattle. So I'm glad I was, I'm glad I was aligned with you on that. <laughs> That's what we like to hear, my man. Well, Paul, thank you for making some time as always. Appreciate the insight. Best luck with all your plays tonight. Thanks so much, Dan. Take care. You got it. And hey, make sure you follow Paul on Twitter at Spore. Just to recap his picks, had the White Sox plus 115 tonight. Phillies first five plus 105 against the Rangers. Joe Ryan over four and a half Ks versus the Guardians. And then the Guardians for some plus money, plus 145 against the Minnesota Twins. So good look ahead for tonight from Paul. And hey, if you want more of a look ahead for the really thick of the summer the VEASAN summer special is here and guys for only 19 bucks you get everything VEASAN has to offer from right now to the end of July you'll get daily best bets from Adam Burke on Major League Baseball NFL preseason coverage premium articles on golf UFC USFL and NASCAR you get point spread weekly and use of all of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it Remember, it's only 19 bucks, and you'll be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at vsin.com slash summer. That's V-S-I-N.com slash summer. Final segment coming up here on Rush Hour. Let's go to the NFL. Why not? We'll talk Coach of the Year odds, a couple of guys who I think present some value. As at this point, we'll hit that next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Want more betting insights to help give you an edge? Well, remember to check out VEASAN's Best Bets podcast, where you can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24-7 stream of all the VEASAN experts who are tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sportsbooks not only out in Sin City, but across the entire country. So go ahead and download the VEASAN Best Bets podcast at vsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast available okay it is time for our final segment right here on rush hour i'm danny burke your host remember you can always follow along on twitter at danny burke five and as you know we're broadcasting live out of the bet river sports book right now and hey even though it's not football season we still are getting very excited for it around these parts and maybe not for the bears i mean the expectations aren't too high but we got a new head coach in town and there's a lot of new head coaches which you know sparked the interest in looking at nfl coach of the year i suppose you could say for myself it's one of my favorite awards to consider and i think there's still some good value i mean i know there's some good value right now and even this far out i think it's worth a couple betting opportunities and i'll tell you why but let's look over the list of these guys and how their odds stack up at the bet river sportsbook and these odds are completely different at pretty much every book by the way based on who's the short shot so keep that in mind but at bet river's Brian Dable is your short shot at 13 to 1. Then comes Doug Peterson at 14 to 1. Kevin O'Connell now with the Vikings at 15 to 1. The best number I saw on him was 20 to 1. More on that momentarily. Nick Sirianni with the Eagles 15 to 1. Dan Campbell with the Lions 15 to 1. Nathaniel Hackett 16 to 1. Brandon Staley at 16 to 1. A lot of spots have him as the short shot. Mike McDaniel at 17 to 1 along with Josh McDaniels. Kyle Shanahan at 18 to 1, Kevin Stefanski at 20 to 1, Frank Reich at 22 to 1, and just to throw it out there, there's a lot of guys in between, but our very own Matt Eberflus is at 33 to 1 at Bet Rivers, but I've seen him as low as 40 to 1 around the state of Illinois. Uh, going through the list of these guys, I'll kind of just go individually. Starting with Brian Dable, is that worth the bet? Absolutely not. 
not at 13 to 1, and to be quite frank with you, not at really any number from 13 to 20. I don't care what it is. I am not putting any stock into Brian Dable with the New York Giants and putting faith into Daniel Jones turning things around. That ain't going to happen in my mind. And it's still a division where you're clearly not going to be the best team. So no, no chance. No chance for me on Brian Dable. You trust Daniel Jones? How could you? And that's going to be correlated to the success of Brian Dable and his chances to win this award. And only at 13-1? to 1, No, thank you. Absolutely not. I would rather take Doug Peterson at 14-1, to 1, although I'm not going to do that. I would want more value on Doug Peterson. I do think there's enough talent to kind of turn things around from that debacle that was presented in Jacksonville last year. But I don't really think the playoffs are realistic for this team. And with, again, that value at 14-1, not realistic to bet on at this point either. So, yeah, I think the Jags will be better. They'll be more competitive. The offense will be better. But the team's win-loss record, not going to be a good enough improvement to, again, get him this award for Coach of the Year. Moving along, Kevin O'Connell. This is a guy I have some faith in, actually. He is inheriting a great offense in Minnesota. Now, you can make all the jokes you want about Kirk Cousins, and rightfully so from time to time, but Kirk Cousins actually has been a fairly sufficient quarterback in a lot of situations. Last season, what was bad? Mike Zimmer and the defense. They were atrocious. They have this ability to just dig themselves, or they have themselves in these holes, but they can't really dig out of it, right, or climb out of it. They dig the holes, they can't climb out of it, but I think that's going to change here with Kevin O'Connell. You got a smart guy coming from the Rams with a lot of offensive experience. You got Kirk Cousins, who, again, can be sufficient. You got Dalvin Cook, who you want to stay healthy, but if you can't, you got Madison in the backfield. Oh, and then guess what? You got some great wide receivers. You've got Justin Jones. Jefferson, who is an absolute stud. You've got Adam Thielen, who's a touchdown machine in the red zone. You got Osborne, who's emerging into a really solid wide receiver. You need to figure out the tight end situation, but I think the Vikings are absolutely live to not only go over their win total, but to make the playoffs. And yes, that's right, overcome the Green Bay Packers. A lot of turnover with Green Bay. Devontae Adams, see you later. New relationships need to be formed with Aaron Rodgers and his young receivers. And we know Aaron Rodgers isn't one to have great relationships. So I think Kevin O'Connell is a great look to win coach of the year. Not at 15 to 1. Do your shopping because 20 to 1 is the number that's available in the state of Illinois. He is set up for success in really a crap division aside from Aaron Rodgers. The Bears ain't going to win it. The Lions ain't going to win it. But it's going to come between the Vikings and the Packers. And now with the new coach, the Vikings can hopefully overcome that hump. And I think Kevin O'Connell can lead them that way. And I think 20 to 1 is worth the bet. So count me in for taking Kevin O'Connell as one guy for NFL Coach of the Year. My second guy will come up in a second, but let's keep going down the list. Then comes Nick Sirianni, 15 to 1. Yeah, the Eagles maybe will be a little bit better. He got them to the playoffs last year. So now that's where the bar is set. You think the Eagles can get to the playoffs again, and you think they can win a playoff game? You think they can win their division? I'm not too sold on that, and I get the award. Voting happens at the end of the year, and it doesn't matter if they win the playoff game. But again, you know, the expectations, maybe you're at a little bit of a disadvantage for Nick Sirianni right now. They missed the postseason, and then they were in a good position to make it this year. Then I would say, okay, Nick Sirianni could be live. But I'm not looking forward to it. The NFC East is always a crapshoot. Dan Campbell. Last year, you got, despite how bad the record was, you got to tip your cap to Dan Campbell. His unique style of coaching and just how competitive and close at games the Lions were in on a consistent basis. But this year, look, yeah, you'll probably be better and hopefully not dealing with as many injuries, but they're not going to make the postseason, let's be honest. So I don't think it's worth it for Dan Campbell at 15-1, to 1, even though he is just an absolute electric coach out there. So no thank you to Dan Campbell. Nathaniel Hackett at 16-1. to 1, He's got a fantastic squad that he's inheriting himself. And the issue is your division, right? The AFC West, you got to deal with... And you got to beat Mahomes, Herbert, and Carr in the toughest division in football. I don't think the Broncos win that division. So it's a no from me on Nathaniel Hackett at 16-1. Brandon Staley would be more enticing to me. I'm a big Brandon Staley fan. I know a lot of the media crowd fans hate him and, and hate all the aggressive moves that he takes. I love it. And that's what makes him stand out compared to these other guys. And that's what I think will be a direct correlation to the success that you are eventually going to see with this Chargers team and presumably have that happen this year. 
The issue with betting Brandon Staley right now is that, again, you're in that very, very tough division. All right? I do think he would be the coach to take out of that division, but I'm not willing to do so as of this point. Last year was kind of his year to win it, but I do love me some Brandon Staley. Mike McDaniel, unproven as a coach overall, wasn't even really calling the plays out there in San Francisco. I know he's got this mastermind, and I'm rooting for him, but also I don't trust Tua. I do not trust Tua Tungavailoa. Cool, you brought on Tyree Kill. You got some young weapons. You're not going to win your division. And again, you don't have a proven quarterback in himself. So no thank you on Mike McDaniel. No thank you on Josh McDaniel, 17-1. Raiders could very well end up at the bottom of the division. You'd probably have to get me more value on McDaniels, like 25-1 to for that to be worth the play. Maybe an in-season bet could be worth it on Josh McDaniels if the Raiders are looking good. Kyle Shanahan, he's already cemented as a great coach. Would take a lot for him to get it. No, thank you. Kevin Stefanski, nobody's a fan of the Browns right now. You know why. But then we're brought to Frank Reich at 22 to 1. Now, hear me out on Frank Reich. He has been established as a relatively solid coach, right? I think that's pretty understood. Now, the end to last year was definitely disappointing for the Colts missing the postseason. The rumors are around the league is that if they don't make the postseason this year, He's on the hot seat and could be getting canned, all right? He's got a new quarterback in Matt Ryan in a division that is incredibly wide open to where a lot of people, myself included, think they have the upper hand. Tennessee, the next closest competitor, I believe they regress. So I'm not saying that he's set up narrative-wise and just backstory-wise to win this award per se, but looking at this value of 22 to 1, some books have him a lot lower than that at like 15 to 1, when you talk about looking ahead to the beginning of the season, middle, end, the number's not going to be at 22-1. to 1. So even if it doesn't set up as favorably for Frank Reich, just, again, based on the background and narrative and the expectations, you're going to be getting the best number you can right now at Frank Reich with a team that a lot of people, again, myself included, think will be at the top of the division and be getting the benefit of the doubt from beating up on those crap teams in the remainder of the division. So Frank Reich is the other coach I'm going to take a flyer on right now. So 22 to 1, I think that's tremendous value, and I don't think you're going to see that come. Probably week 5 in the NFL could be slashed in half. That would not shock me whatsoever. So give me the flyer on Frank Reich at 22 to 1, and also give me that flyer on Kevin O'Connell at 20 to 1. Make sure you're looking for that value. Love talking about these awards, even though we're in the end of June here, but some good value that probably won't be there as we get throughout this NFL season. Still plenty of time to discuss this award and many others, but hey, you never know when these odds are going to move, and we always love having the discourse about it. But those are the two guys for Coach of the Year. We already got this Dodgers-Reds game going on right now. It's one-to-one, -one, but we're rooting for L.A., and then we're rooting for the Pirates tonight. Sorry, Cubbies. I like the advantage with Pittsburgh. Those are our official plays. Best of luck if you tail, and we will catch you again tomorrow for another edition of Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side -side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.